when divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome. This is Don Christensen, your host with Reclaiming Your Life. Thank you for plugging in with us today as we discuss the effects of divorce on children. I know this is a really sensitive but deeply needed to discuss issue. Um, Children really don't have a voice when people are going through a divorce. I know firsthand about this, not only going through my own divorce, um, you know, and, and the effects that it had on my son, but as a legal professional and assisting people with their divorces um, in, in every kind of capacity, it's just heart-wrenching to me to see the children go through such tumultuous you know, um, circumstances, and they don't deserve to, to be in that position. So we're going to get right on board today with um, talking about the effects of divorce with children. You know, these days people are taking marriage and divorce very lightly. Um, and it, it's very sad to me and not realizing the consequences that follow the events, especially the impact on the children. So, you know, in today's society, divorce has become a normal part of our lives. And isn't that really just sad? Um, married couples today um, that are getting divorced, it's due to many different reasons, either because one of the spouses is having an affair or maybe the loss of romantic feelings, conflicts in the marriage, and other types of problems. But most divorces have that have children that are really young and due to their age, they don't have any idea on how to deal with this type of situation. And I'm talking about younger parents. Um, and even, you know, even with parents that are have mature children, you know, in their teens or, or whatnot. You know, it's sad to say that in my research on this specific issue, not that I don't have experience with it because I do for over 20 years in the industry, but in the United States, it's believed that at least 40% of all marriages end in divorce. And that's an alarming rate to me. Um, ending a marriage is not a one-off event either. It's a long process, and it affects the entire family, including the children in every aspect of their lives. To touch briefly on divorce itself, and you know, we're not going to get too deep into the divorce part of it because this show is about the children and how it affects them, but just kind of wrapping our head for a minute around the there's six phases of divorce um, that I call like to call the six phases that I help my clients understand. Um, the first phase is like the emotional divorce, which involves the negative feelings like anger and hatred and taking over the nice feelings like love and affection. The fall, and that's followed by the legal divorce. You know, that's where I would step in. And, you know, if a client comes to me to help them navigate through the legalities of, of the divorce, which means that in the end of that process, they get certified or declared as a single person. They're not married anymore. Then it's the economic divorce. And that kind of would go through the process with the legal part of it, which requires a couple to divide their properties and valuables and, and you know, all that stuff, the homes. 
the co-parenting phase of the divorce is which is a, is a um, phase that handles the issues regarding the children, you know, dividing the time or not, you know, depending on how, if you're having an amicable divorce or an extremely high conflict divorce. Um, the community divorce, you know, people don't really understand it that I don't know if they really take into consideration sometimes that the social circles are affected by the divorce. Um, you know, you have to end friendships and friendship circles and develop new ones or, you know, depending on, on how your your own emotional capacity is. And finally, the, the psychic divorce is what I like to call it, which involves uh, the adjustment to being a single person again. And although that might be, you know, amazing for some people, men and women, that they just want to be single, but that's great for the adults. What about the kids? I mean, come on, where there is a child involved in the divorce, the child has to cope with all these six phases too. And they might not have the capacity to understand how to deal with it. The children are the innocent beings that will have to face the impact of their parents' bad decisions in marriage and end up being the victims of the divorce. So this is a huge soft spot with me um, and related to the children because it brings a detrimental effect on the children as it will cause them to go through all these different emotional matters and behavioral distress, creating negative insights of their own future marriages possibly and reduce their standard of living as and um, their well-being as well. So we really have to be cognitive and get out of our own self and, and look at what is going to be happening with our children because divorce is always a dreadful experience, especially to a child. When parents divorce, children are not always acknowledged during the termination and settlement process. Um, I always check in with my clients to say, how are your children doing? Um, what are, you know, and try to talk about some happy things so they can reconnect with their children. Because let's face it, if we keep going down this rabbit hole spiral of the divorce rates getting on a higher percentage than, you know, the past decade or two or three, then there is going to be no family. You know, the oversight of not acknowledging our children in the divorce process can lead to problems with the child's perception of day-to-day life and how they're going to react when they get older. As a note, I want to say that there is also something to be said about the parent who lets the child make all the decisions, too, um, about the co-parenting and the visitation matters, of which the adult should not be letting the child do that. Um, there is there's a fine line that needs to be walked here. You want your child to have a voice um, and, and talk about the divorce and the pain and the emotions surrounding it, but you don't need to give your children the power of being an adult because they don't know how to handle that, even though they might like it, right? As kids, we all liked to have some kind of power. But that's actually a little detrimental to your children. And now, And I do realize that under certain circumstances where there's abuse in troubled marriages, children will experience the relief of their parents getting divorced. So I'm not going to um, talk specifically about the issue of, you know, abuse and troubled marriages, although it is a huge topic and we will probably get into that in, f- in a future show. However, I will want to, I do want to mention that a, high, a conflict divorce is the most damaging to a child's character and personality over time. In high conflict dynamics, um, 
children don't learn how to problem solve, how to communicate effectively, how to elicit support from others, how to use their gifts and talents to serve them well. And, you know, the the children are just so focused on self-preservation and surviving the day that getting through each day, whether they're with their mom, their dad, their friends, whatever, it doesn't matter because they're just trying to survive in that high conflict stress. So be really cognitive and aware that please, parents, adults, grandparents, aunties, uncles, we all need to be um, aware of that and wrap ourselves around these children and not let them go through as, you know, the, the high conflict stuff, um, you know, the impact on divorce, the impact that the divorce has on a family is far more noticeable in children um, than in the parents. As a child, there are many circumstances or situations that affect a view, an opinion, an attitude, and or a memory. So you want your children to to be able to have good memories, even if you're going to go through a divorce, there's certain ways to handle it. Um, we adults and parents sometimes forget what it's like to be a child dealing with some of these childhood pressures. Not only, you know, the peer pressures and and the you know the pressures of learning exactly who they are and whatnot. Let alone having to to it go through the experience of, you know, dealing with the divorce of their parents. In any case, most children are strongly affected by the divorce. Some react and handle the situation real different than others. But all children experience some kind of emotional change. Some kids feel angry and sad. Um, Those are the most common feelings of a divorce. Children have a hard time comprehending why sometimes their mother and father argue and, and can't figure out why they're deciding to separate. Those would probably be in the younger children. Um, that there might be levels of emotional maturity um, that we as adults, parents, grandparents, you know, aunties, uncles need to be keenly aware of. You can't expect your preschooler to grow up and have an emotional capacity of a third grader, can we? I mean, let's get some real reality into this. When we're teaching our children, we don't have appropriate levels of learning or don't we have appropriate levels of learning? Building one lesson in one grade from another and developing their minds? Why wouldn't we approach the subject of divorce in the same way? With age-appropriate help for our children to have a voice, ask questions, and gain an understanding of what's happening in their world. They deserve that. There are so many different stages of, of child development, and that's not a new topic to discuss. You know, the infant toddler, preschooler, six to eight year old stage, nine to 12, seven to 13, or nine to 12, 13 to 17. How would you approach your child in these stages to talk about divorce? You know, children are confused. Parents need to try their best to explain to the child why they are separating while comforting them as much as possible. You know, this is a really important topic to talk about the dinosaur in the room. How do we help our children understand or cope with it? I would say you need to know your child. I can't stress that enough. Don't just know what they like for breakfast, okay? Or who's their best buddy that sits next to them in class? 
you know, although these are really awesome things to know and you need to be involved in your child's life that way. I'm talking about your individual child's emotional capacity and level of maturity to comprehend what they are about to go through that will change the course of their lives. It might change relationships with you and the other parent. Inform the teachers that your children are, you know, and they're, they're, they're your child's teachers privately of the divorce so that they can understand what your child might be going through. You know, every child, you know, my family, there was three children. And when speaking to my siblings just about our own childhood, each one of us had a completely different perception of things. So I believe strongly that every child has their own perception. So if you have more than one child, you really need to know each individual child's perception, their emotional level, their ability to communicate, their ability to understand. Look in their eyes and see how they're thinking about what's going on because you don't want them to shut down. You know, when we come back from our short break, I'm going to be discussing with you um, in my preparation for today, the research that um, that I went over is it, fascinating, and I can't wait to share that with you. Back in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. In fitness and health, we all deserve a second chance. Join host Michael Skog for the program, You Only Stronger. You always have the ability to start fresh, even if you slip up on your diet or fitness program. Even small steps taken throughout the day can help. Each show will conclude with weekly assignments that you can use and will want to hear your feedback. You Only Stronger airs live Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Welcome, and thank you for continuing to lean in with me today. I am your host, Don Christensen, and I previously was discussing, you know, some of the effects of divorce on children, um, and in my preparation for today, you know, I realized that there's there's really just been a lot of research that's been conducted to study the effects of divorce on children. While there are some basic truths these studies revealed to me, the fact that each child is unique and may react differently from other children is paramount. Um, a child may have certain emotional reactions to separation and divorce, including sadness. I've experienced, you know, in discussion with some children that they're embarrassed, you know, to talk about their mom and dad aren't together anymore. Um, concerns about being cared for, like the abandonment, regression, um, physical symptoms, like children might get physically ill when they know they have to transition. It's just being cognitive of these reactions of the, your ch- in your children um, is really important. You know, it's believed that reactions to a divorce can be similar in a child to the reaction of losing a loved one. And, and I believe that to be true, that we, the children just don't know how to express it, but they feel it. You know, some children might have a fear of rejection, such as if my parents stop loving each other, they can stop loving me too. Or a fear of the future, what's going to happen to me now? Um, again, the fear of abandonment, if my parents can leave each other, they can leave me too. You know, I want to share the story with you, and um, I just think it's appropriate to share it right now because I just went over the issue of abandonment. Um, I have firsthand experience with a child that it, that has this deep loneliness and um, abandonment issues. This was not due to a parental divorce, um, but two young people who had a child, um, and the mother ended up abandoning her young son. So instead of working with dad about custody arrangements or co-parenting, mom had a fight or flight mentality, but mostly it was the flight portion. She was from a broken home. Um, she was an adult child of divorce and death of a parent, so she had a double whammy. She loved to have children. She had three But her programming was that of abandonment, and it was subconscious by the time her son was three years old. So one day, um, yeah, so one day my friend got his three-year-old son dropped at his doorstep, and mom just took off. Mom bounced in and out of her son's life for about a year, then nothing. The child is now 11. And to this day, he still has a fantasy that his mother is coming back. Mother has not contacted her son in more than five years. This is so tragic. And the child's mother has no idea how her abandoning her child has affected him and will continue to affect him as he grows up. The abandonment he feels, 
and the loneliness he feels without his mom will last him a lifetime in his relationships with women. He gets all the love and support and has a voice in his dad's home. That's not the issue for this child. The issue is that one half of his identity from his mother's side has scarred him. Whatever the reasons she gives to herself or others, there is just really no excuse for damaging a child so severely. Wow. The fear of abandonment is a huge reality for some children. In the face of these uncertainties, a child may regress by acting more immature and dependent in order to receive more attention and caretaking support. Just like this young boy does when he's having his feelings flare up about the abandonment and loneliness for not having his mother in his life. But the fighting that occurs between parents can cause children to react negatively and they can begin to show aggression towards others too. Children can also begin to act up in class. That's why it's good to inform the teachers of what's going on. Become defiant towards authority, um, which usually results in grades dropping, etc. We know we can relate to the spiral event. Children often have difficulties learning to cope with their feelings and feel like they are on an emotional roller coaster. Now, I know I can relate to that because we all experience an emotional roller coaster in life. Okay? But kids get stuck in the battle zone sometimes, and as a result, they can suffer psychological problems. We don't want them to carry these problems into adulthood. That's the whole purpose of getting a real grip on the reality of what we're doing to our kids through the process of divorce. Feelings of hopelessness may take over for many kids because they have no control or input to what is going on in their lives. Divorce is an unpleasant situation, but it has been seen that children with siblings do tend to cope better than any single child household in most circumstances. Okay, I'm not I'm just blanketing the the issue here. Especially in cases where thoughtless parents take the unpleasant route of trying to split up the children in an effort to hurt the other party or make it even. Okay, I really don't think that splitting up children is effective. Children with siblings develop best with um, within the divorce than single children um, or and single children uh, trailing behind with split siblings ultimately taking the worst mental beating. And I think we can all as you know have a an idea of what that means. The reason for this, although, is not at first obvious to some people. But let me make take a moment to review the family dynamic itself and just what divorce does to the relationship of siblings. A once intact family is effectively torn in two with the legal action of divorce. Children are torn in their views, in loving both mother and father, and ultimately they mourn for what is almost literally the death of the family dynamic itself. It's no longer the normal life of mommy, daddy, and child, or children, but now a complicated life split between the children and their parents, possibly further complicated by a stepfamily or the constant tension between mom and dad. This situation of sibling becomes sort of a buffer zone 
So I know that when, even though my parents personally got divorced when I was already married to my husband, I always had my brother, my older brother, to have that sibling connection as a buffer to anything that was going on in our life. So I could imagine if my parents had got a divorce when we were younger, he would still be my confidant, you know, my my buffer zone, or we would be that for each other. The sibling represents something concrete, a brother or sister that will or should remain. And individuals who share in the same pain can be used as more than viable coping mechanisms. And I really believe that this is one of the the only truly healthy coping outlets available to a child going through a divorce process is to to have a, a sibling. Well, maybe not the only truly healthy, but one of the most healthy. Let's put it that way. You know, divorce brings out a lot of legal issues, of course, you know, with children, the custody, visitation, holiday vacation issues. We won't go into the money part of it because that's a whole nother, you know, issue. Uh, We're not dealing with money and children. We're dealing with their emotions and allowing them to have a voice and expression and understanding your children and their coping. So, but within that that structure, it's really important to understand the different levels of the children's coping ability. There's toddler stage, preschool stage, elementary, you know, stage children, maybe 9 to 12, 8 to 12. There's the 13 to 17s. So there's all these different phases and transitions and anxiety levels and understanding levels. So you really need to know your children. Now, when, according to the Heritage Foundation, each year, over 1 million American children suffer the divorce of their parents, and most children will see their parents divorce before they turn 18. Man, what are the major impacts being seen in these children? And what are the effects that these children are going through? I mean, is it is it the reality now in society that every person, every child that's in school, you know, 50% of them have dual homes, you know, divorced families or separated families, you know, step families? That is overwhelming. Not only to me, statistically, to see that, but to see the, the, the damage that it's doing to our society with our children, who are our future. Well, we're going to take our next pause, and when we come back, we're going to discuss some areas of major impact that children experience when their parents divorce. So please stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. 
but we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. We are back again. Thank you very much for staying tuned with me. I was previously talking about what the major or the question of what the major impacts um, being seen in these children today. Um, the, The over one million American children who suffer divorce of their parents. And what are the effects on these children? Before I get into that, I re- I want to pause for a moment and share something that has deeply impacted me. It has um, impacted the way that I some deal with some of my clients that that are you know coming in my office for assistance with their divorce, and it is a book that I share now. This book is called Primal Loss, The Now Adult Children of Divorce Speak. It's by Lila Miller. I hope I pronounced her name right. But this book, it, it's, it, I, I just can't even tell you enough how it, it has impacted me and actually some of my clients too. Um, the suffering has gone on long enough, people. You know, we really need to take a look at, you know, why it's why does society condone, you know, oh, if you just want to be happy, just go get a divorce. I really want to share some excerpts out of this book that are that really hit home with me, because when I was going through my divorce with my son's dad, 
all I kept hearing people say is, oh, children are resilient. They'll be fine. As long as you're happy, they'll be okay. And chapter four of this book goes over that question with now adult children of divorced families. And I want to take the you know a moment and have the pleasure of quoting some of these um, answers to that question from some people who responded um, for this book. So the question, what do you want to say to people who say that children are resilient and kids are happy when their parents are happy? One person said, I was not resilient, but I didn't know that. I didn't recognize the gaping vacuum I tried to fill throughout my teen years. It's only now, in retrospect, that I see how all my destructive choices were the result of craving family while at the same time fearing the fragility of family. I regret the poor choices I made. I mourn the number of my unborn babies. I didn't know. I didn't realize. My family doesn't know about this. They don't or they don't need to. It is not their burden to bear. I recently told my husband that I don't have one truly joyful family memory from my childhood. I had fun times, of course, but I do not have one meaningful, happy, secure family memory, not one. Wow. The next one I will share with you, um, this person replied to that same question, stating, Children survive abuse, poverty, and starvation. That doesn't mean we should purposely inflict such things on them. I grew up in a generation of children whose parents were divorced. I dated from that pool, and the hidden wounds made relationships difficult and often dysfunctional. Moving forward to marriage was certainly complicated. And lastly, one person replied, I want to scream when I hear children are resilient. Children are trying to survive. After the divorce, one of my sisters was old enough to run away to my mother's house. Parentheses, my abusive father had custody. And paren. And my brother did not or did the same not long after my sister. I ended up talking or taking a protector role for my little sister's. And I tried to be gone as much as possible. I developed coping skills. Children learn to adapt, but I always felt deformed, different from other kids who came from regular homes. I felt unloved and unlovable. Children from divorce are trying to see where they fit in among all the wreckage and dysfunction, trying so hard to make sense of what they are. It may look like they are functioning just fine. But on the inside, they're dying. Their self-confidence is forever changed. If you were to look at the outcome of my siblings, there are mental disorders, multiple divorces, and so on. And that's just for starters. So yes, we siblings survived, but with serious collateral damage. What is resilience anyway? Is it likened to a rubber trash can? Something that can be dragged, thrown, crushed, and left outside 
to hold the stench. Wow. I want to, there's so much more to this book. And I really would like to have everyone order it, go to Amazon, order this book, Primal Loss, The Now Adult Children of Divorce Speak. If you're contemplating divorce um, and you have children, seriously read this book because it will give you a better understanding of how children perceive divorce later in life. They might not know what they're going through, right? So that's why we have to give them a voice. So now I'll go back to what are the major impacts being seen in the children, you know, these days, you know, each year, the over 1 million American children suffer the divorce of their parents. One area where divorce is a major impact on children is in their academic progress. Now, when I was going through my divorce with my son's dad, I did see his academic progress decline. It's because of the high conflict that we were existing in. So, in 2002, um, USA Today actually did a study that used um, a certain database that examined 10,000 adolescents. And this study found psychological damage to the child builds before the divorce and dissipates afterwards, but academic progress continues to weaken. It speculates that these children fall behind academically and then are not able to catch up once it happens. They lose self-esteem and motivation. I truly believe that if we're not catching what we're doing and the effect that we have on our children and not letting them talk to us and how and helping them uh, learn how to express feelings about what's going on and what's going on inside them, that this could definitely happen. I, and I know that for my son, when uh, his dad and I put a stake in the ground and we decided enough was enough, that we were not going to damage our son anymore. We caught it early enough to reverse the effect that changed the trajectory of how he became a man. And so I really want to encourage everyone to be able to recognize and be a, be aware and attentive of what's happening with your kids in, in their academics. And divorce not only checks, you know, affects the children emotionally, but it takes a toll on the parental child relationships too. In the wake of a divorce, most custodial parents express differing degrees of anger, disorder, decreased expectations from their children, decline in the aptitude to separate the children, um, the children's needs and actions from those of the adults involved. Children dealing with divorce are often left with a lot of questions because they're going through something that they've never experienced before. And I know, I know parents, not all of you have experienced divorce either, okay? But you're at a different level of maturity. Get some help with understanding your own emotions and feelings about it so you don't project some all the negativity that you know, and, and fester it to make it the, its own universe with your children. It's important to answer every question that might arise in order for your children to better understand what's going on. Age appropriately. I need, I need to stress that. You know, changing is hard. 
You know, changing is hard for everyone without divorce, let alone throwing divorce in the mix. You know, your whole, the children's whole life is, is being ripped apart because of, you know, two separate homes now. The fear of the unknown can be difficult for kids to handle. Both parents need to try to make this new adjustment period as comfortable as possible for the children with the least amount of conflict. You know, everyone's life is impacted by divorce and children have a hard time adjusting to the change. And I can't stress that enough. You know, listen, for way too many kids, non-residential parents eventually will come to play a greatly diminished role in their lives sometimes. You know, I encourage parents to be active and, and be involved in their children's life, even if you don't have primary custody of your child, whether you're the mom or the dad. Be active. Know what's going on. Go to their, go to parent-teacher conferences. Don't just slough it off as, oh, I'm not important as a parent, because you're going to make your children feel not important that you're not involved. It's up to the parents. It's up to us, the adults, the grandparents, the aunties, uncles, cousins even who are, you know, older, Help the children cope with the divorce and try to prevent, you know, negativity from happening. I know that divorce is a negative situation, so please don't think that I'm trying to dismiss the negativity of a divorce. You know, I totally get it. I went through one, too. Um, There are two general channels that can be taken to help children deal with divorce. Those are parental effort. And outside help. Okay, I understand that some parents might have um, trouble or ha- have a resistance to getting outside help. Like no one is supposed to know. Okay, but there has got to be somebody for your children to go to. So when we come back from our short break, we're going to get into the two general channels that can be taken to deal, help your children deal with divorce. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. We are back again, and before the break, we were talking about, uh, or I mentioned, two general channels that can be taken to help your children deal with the divorce experience. Now, this isn't, you know, the end-all, be-all. This is just two general channels that I'll be talking about um, towards the, you know, wrapping up the show. And what they are, these two channels are, number one, parental effort and outside help. So during parental effort, you know, I have found that in going through my own divorce situation with a young child and in the over 20 years that I've, you know, facilitated uh, mediation and divorce, you know, processes for couples with children, during this parental effort, it's important to communicate with your children that you you know your children love you so they love both of you so you need to communicate with them so that they don't hate you even if you don't normally do those things like if you don't normally have communication with your child they might think it's kind of weird like why are you trying to talk to me now but I guarantee you, slowly and surely, it will break down those walls with your child. And they will eventually trust that they can communicate with you. You need to communicate that you do love them. You don't hate them through the process. And you need to f- have them feel reassured that it's not their fault. Avoid talking to your children about the divorce situation or any financial woes that you may be experiencing. Please stop doing that if you're doing that. This, your your kids don't need to know your problems about your finances. Your kids don't need to know about all the adult issues about the divorce. You need to let them be kids. You need to have, let them have the normal, as much normalcy as they can have with a divorce situation. Okay. It's best for your children to continue to be neutral to both parents. You should also not use your children as messengers to see what the other parent is up to. Oh my gosh, my hair on the back of my neck just stood up. So many parents that I see come in and out of my office either 
is the parent that does this to their children or complains that the other parent's doing it. I don't play that with this issue. My clients know exactly how I feel about that and how I feel about the children. And I remind these parents to put themselves in the shoes of their children. Would you like it if you were constantly asked to report about the other parent's life? Let's face it. You guys are divorcing. You don't have the right to know about the other parent's life anymore. Hello? If you think you have the right, then you should have stayed married. That's just my opinion. You know, unless your child is in extreme danger, which 95% of the time I would say they're not, then let it go. Okay? For goodness sake. You're making your child feel stressed out and feel they have the sense of betraying the other parent because they know when, oh my God, if I come to see dad, he's going to ask me, well, what's mom doing every single second and where's she going? And and the same thing about mom. Um, you know, mom asked dad, you know, about dad, who is he dating? Who is he seeing? Who are you around? Where did you go? Come on, guys. Let the children love both of you. They are half of you. So when you're doing that to your children, you're telling them that half of them is dysfunctional. And it's not. Get a grip. Some parents use this tactic to gain false loyalty from their children. It may work for your benefit in the short term, but I guarantee you in the long term of your relationship with your child and their future well-being, it's going to crumble. You don't want that to happen. You don't want later in life for all of a sudden things to just go twisted with your child and then you're left wondering, what the hell did I do? But it started when you were going through your divorce. So be careful. Be cognitive about that. Please don't use this tactic. You will only be setting you and your child up for future emotional sabotage, honestly. Both parents need to try to avoid bad-mouthing the other parent in front of the child or with an earshot of the child. You know, kids hear a lot. They mimic. They're like parrots. They're going to mimic how you treat and how you talk about your ex-spouse is going to be mimicked in your children. Might not be now, but it might be in their relationships. You know, but this also may prevent the child from feeling stressed about double loyalties. So don't badmouth your other parent because you don't want your child to have a double loyalties going on. You need to keep a sense of normalcy or as much as possible for your child so they can feel that their lives have some stability. You know, one of the best ways to help the child feel rooted, protected, and loved is to have rules. It's a really good idea for both parents to, as much as possible, put aside all of your drama and Come up with some, even if it's two or three or one, start with one, one common rule that mom and dad, even though they live in different houses, agree on that gives the children a sense of stability. Looking for outside help. This is a route to take when parental effort is really not helping. Counselor, um, intervention program to improve, you know, the, the communication. Parents should consider seeking professional help when their child is having problems accepting the reality about the divorce or seem to be going through some serious behavioral issues. We can get into that and we will get into that um, in a future episode. 
all in all, children can be severely traumatized by divorce. I think we've covered that here, okay? This is not something that is, you know, a shocker. Kids are, are highly affected. Um, you don't want your child to grow up and have the effect of the sleeper effect. The sleeper effect is uh, of divorce is the idea that a child goes through the divorce and recovers rather quickly. But then because of the denied feelings at the subconscious level, they have a resurgence of fear, anger, guilt, and anxiety, which doesn't kick in until they're into adulthood. So please be cognitive about that with your children when you're going through this divorce situation. Um, The children also have a, a security issue. So there may be fears about what's to come. What's going to happen from here? What does, what is, where does the child end up? What, where do I end up? You know, these are thoughts about security. And we don't want our kids to feel insecure about where they're going to be and what's going to happen with their life. So I want to share these last thoughts with you. Everyone needs to take their children's feelings into consideration when going through a divorce. It's very important that parents help their children adjust. So in summary, I'm thinking about the effects of divorce on children, um, that it is important to consider factors that facilitate the child's adjustment or make them vulnerable uh, to the negative effects of divorce. Okay, Some things that you can do to enhance your child's adjustment are as follows. Prior to the separation, make it help it might be helpful for both of you and your spouse to discuss the impeding divorce at an age appropriate level to the child. Be available for your children to answer questions. Read age appropriate books on the divorce. Reassure your child that the divorce is not his or her fault. Put the child's needs first. Really put your child's needs first. Don't argue with the other parent in front of the child. Be consistent in your parenting. Just because the two of you can't get along or live together or whatever the reason is, does not mean that you should be inconsistent in your parenting. You've got to make some agreements to show that you're, show your children that even though you're not together, you can still have a consensus of how to raise them. Make visitations between the parents regular and and predictable. Um, Don't interrogate the child. Please, for God's sake, don't do that. Um, If you or anyone you know is going through a divorce and has children, please email me for your free guide uh, to age-appropriate how-tos on communicating with your children about divorce. My email again is legalbeagle, like the dog, 4212 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me today. I look forward to having you joining me next week where we will be discussing the possibility of a divorce with dignity. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.